We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, which is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest episode of KCSN Update, your daily Chiefs podcast and video from us here at KCSN. It's the headlines, rumors, stories, and stats people are talking about to get you through the day and caught up with all things Chiefs. Different guests each week with different perspectives. The latest episode of KCSN Update, proudly presented by DraftKings, begins now. Chiefs Kingdom, what's going on? Did you know, since entering the league in 2017, Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes has compiled a 61-16 record, good enough for a 792 winning percentage during the regular season. In five years as the team's starting quarterback, he's defeated 29 of the 31 NFL teams out there. The two remaining teams that Mahomes has not tallied wins against are the Minnesota Vikings and the Seattle Seahawks, which you can obviously check that off his box on Saturday as the Chiefs and the Seahawks meet at Arrowhead Stadium. What's up, everybody? I'm BJ Kissel, and this is KCS and Update, our daily Chief show and podcast here at KC Sports Network. It's presented by our good friends at DraftKings. Appreciate you hanging out today. Please hit that like and subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. Helps us grow the channel, and we appreciate it. And look around. You could check out the rest of the stuff on this channel and tell me it's not worth a free click. Got a lot of content, something for everybody. Everybody. You can also follow us on your favorite podcast platform by simply searching KCSN and you can find all of our channels that way covering the Chiefs, the Royals, KU, K-State, Mizzou, Sporting and the KC Current. If there's a professional sports team or a college team in the Kansas City area, the big three, uh, we've got you covered with great content and we've got a pinch hitter today for KCSN update. Normally it's time uh, for Nate Taylor and our five burning questions. We are punting Nate over to Thursday, and we are going to be joined by a special guest, Chief in the North, Seth Kaiser, is going to join me to talk a little Chiefs news and headlines today, uh, while again, Nate will be back on Thursday. But before we bring on Seth, here's a quick word from DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. They have the best app that's easy to navigate. I love all the different plays that they offer. And right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. And check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win 
big. My personal favorites are the anytime scores. You don't have to be a betting expert, and it doesn't matter the score of the game. You're always in it and always feel like you got a shot. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code KCSN. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, let's bring on the chief in the north. Seth Kaiser has been covering the Chiefs as long as seemingly anybody not named Adam Teicher, I think. I might be wrong about that, but he's been covering the Chiefs for a very long time. We grew up together in the blogging world at Arrowhead Pride back in the day. Seth, my man, how are things up north? They're not warm. Uh, it's <laughs> I, 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 came, I came back from a wonderful family vacation. Um the day we got back was 20 degrees. I was like, ah, it's not so bad. And now it's, I think last I looked, it's negative 13 out there. Hmm. And it's just so cold. I took out my garbage this morning and our dog, Kiko, normally comes with me. She'll walk down the driveway, you know. Anytime you say, hey, you want to come with? She'll run. Yeah, dogs are great. Yep. We get out the door and I've, I've got, you know, the garbage. And as I get there, she walks me like five yards and she just stops and looks at me. She's like, what's wrong with you? She runs back towards the house to wait at the door for me. She wouldn't even walk me to the end of our driveway because it's so stinking cold. But other than that, life is good. Um, the Chiefs are 11 and 3. Can't complain. Well, actually, that is what I did this week in my first piece. I, I complained a bunch about the Chiefs. But other than that, you can't complain other than the very real fears about what might happen to them if they play a team better than Houston like that. Yeah, it it was such a, a weird for us like the live post game show it was so weird because i didn't know how to feel it was like yes they officially clinched the division i celebrated like they won the division when they beat the chargers a few weeks ago like that was yeah. the game for me and in my mind it was done it's like all right we've got the division it's over yep. and so you want to celebrate beating a bad team just because you know you, you checked another thing off the list matt McMullen right. gets another hat and t-shirt to put out there because uh, he's so organized i know he took the picture of it i always made fun of him uh or jokingly uh with him because he always like had this immaculate display of all of the credentials that he has from all the different games and the hats. And like, it was so clean and perfect. And then my desk is just like crap, just spread everywhere. <laughs> uh, so we shared, we shared an office, but uh, as much as you want to celebrate the chiefs getting the, you know, seventh straight division, the way in which it happened uh, was tough. And I want to get your thoughts on that. I know we've both done different shows. You've got times ours podcast, and you've got your sub stack that people should check out. If you've not subscribed, you should do that. I think it costs like nine cents or whatever you charge. Uh, give, or for take. Your, give or take uh, if you can't afford that dm me i'll probably give it to you I don't know. <laughs> you're too nice um but make sure you check that out there's a lot of great content out there and seth is right in the middle of most of it uh for chief's kingdom so um i want to get your thoughts on the game and then yeah. uh it's quickly going to move into i want to get your thoughts on the the dustin colquitt tommy townsend situation because yeah punter tuesday don't want to spend a lot of time talking about that last game so let's talk about the juicy stuff sure. after what? this yeah, absolutely. I like it. Um, what's interesting to me about that game is when I looked back at the game, like watching the game was so frustrating. They just couldn't mm. pull away. Um, but when you look at the game from from 5,000 feet in the air and you see the Chiefs were averaging like seven or eight yards per play. <laughs> and yep. as bad as the defense, I thought the defense played and it didn't play well, but they only averaged like four yards per play, the Texans. Yeah. Which is what happens when you get a drive. What was one of the drives before the half? I think it was where it was like eight plays and seven penalties. And look, 
I'm not here to die, whatever. You know, it's, it, you know, you can't blame the refs. That's a loser's mentality, but they won the game. So we can blame the refs for it being close. Yeah. So that's fair. Cause yes, that really, it was, that was a very, and it happens. Everyone's human. It was a very, very poorly officiated game. I think I tweeted out revenge game. Um, Cause let's face it. The last time Sheffers, you know, ref a chiefs game, chiefs fans almost made him cry. And it's out there. It's on the internet. We all hear, heard the voice shaking. So <laughs> I toasted Carl Treffer's post game. Like everybody, like, hey, who's your MVP of the game? I test, I toasted him. I just said, I'm sorry forever hurt you in Kansas city, yeah. but it's time to let it go. And yeah. it's time to move past it. And then I didn't, I forgot that uh, the Travis Kelsey comments about, he shouldn't be qualified to work at Foot Locker. Same guy. So it's like, he was, who he hurt was you? It's like Travis. Hold, he, Travis. The Eric Fisher hold against the Steelers in the playoffs. That was him too. Yep. Oh my gosh. Based Man. on what I had seen. So I didn't do the research for that. Please. I mean, yeah, YouTube at this point, YouTube comments are going to let us know if we're wrong. About oh, yeah, that, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's, there's been plenty and it's, yeah. it's, it's a problem. Well, and point. it just was such a bad call. And the reason less people forget the reason that he ended up getting booed so roundly at Arrowhead last time was he made one of the worst calls I've seen taking away because that Chris Jones strip sack. I mean, the Juju, just, just to take one call that was weird. The Juju Smith-Schuster forward progress thing, technically under the rules, you can say, hey, the ball was coming loose right at the time of the hit. But when you look at the replay, Juju Smith-Schuster gets hit, you know, whatever, loses the ball, and then he kind of on the ground half-heartedly grabs it for a second and then lets it yeah. go. And that, the, the play is over. The guy picks it up afterwards. That's why we, we come back from break and like, oh, well, the Texans have the ball. It's like, what? Like, what? How? Yeah. How is that a clear recovery? Whatever. And so that was really a big part of it. When you go back and look at it, once you lose the um, the passion of the in-game experience, when you go back and rewatch it, you can kind of see the Chiefs massively outplayed the Texans, but combined penalties with really bad timing on a couple turnovers. Yeah, And that's where you end up with one of those sloppy type games that – if it weren't for Mahomes being a demigod, they would have lost. Um, fortunately, he is. Yes. And I saw your your post. Anybody that wants to check out a specific post of yours to know what your content is all about, check out your uh, nine. I'll, wanna, I'll give you a chance to promote it. Uh, but it's like the the nine takeaways or nine reasons why Patrick Mahomes is going to win the MVP or should win the MVP. And yep. um, yeah, always good stuff there. But yeah, I, if more as much as I think about that game and I did this in the middle of our post game show, I like, I stuttered and I was like, wait a second. Cause I was so mad. I was like, they played poorly. We can't play like this. I had all those feelings. All cheese fans did. And then just like what you said, I looked and we had 502 yards of offense and they had yeah. 230. I was like, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, yeah. We did play well, but it was the timeliness to your point of the penalties and those turnovers. I mean, 14 other points were off turnovers. Yep. And as much as it's like, well, if they didn't have the turnovers, those 14 points, Chiefs fans would feel a lot differently about that game. Could also argue how much differently would we have felt about that game and what would could have transpired if MVS hadn't made the play of his year uh, with mm-hmm. that touchdown because that happened at a very at a time in which nobody was real confident uh, with yeah. what was going on. And I think it was a third down play. So yeah, do they make the field goal? What happens after that? And then how does that all play out? Uh, halftime would have had a completely different feel. Uh, so speaking about not just the kicking, because now it's it this conversation, Seth, is fascinating yeah. where it's not, you know, all butker necessarily. Dustin Colquitt, Chiefs mm-hmm. legend. 
uh, basically put out on social media that it's the battery and the basically the holds are wrong and people have screenshotted it. You know what? There's truth to what Dustin was saying. And I think it's probably coming out of not necessarily anti Tommy Townsend as much as it is. Here's the truth of what's happening. And Butker is getting an unfair rap for all of the blame. Some of it. Yes. You're going to find a kick where the laces are straight that he still missed. That doesn't excuse away anybody's side of this, but it takes Winchester Tommy Townsend and Butker to all be on the same page and that's not happening. So what are your thoughts on all of this? I've got a couple takes on this, but I'm curious your thoughts on the way this is all kind of transpiring right now. Uh, my first thought is that I would be absolutely shocked if, if Dustin Colquitt was completely wrong about something like this. Yeah. I mean, he he's never, I mean, he was with the chiefs for what, like 16 years, like 15, 16 years. I mean, he was never known as a, an attention grabbing guy. Right. I mean, he was always known as a fantastic teammate. One of the reasons he stuck around the final couple years of his career as his his range started to fade was because he was considered such a fantastic teammate, such a great holder for Butker. And I think that's what happens. He's got a teammate that he sees is getting dragged. And he's, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he doesn't have anything against Tommy Townsend, but that's not really his guy. His guys are, are the holder and, and the kicker that he worked with for years. So right. he's going to get out there. And he even said he tried to couch it like, hey, Tommy's a great punter, really good mm-hmm. at it. He's an average holder. And, and Colco, you don't think of holding as a skill. Just like you don't think of long snapping as a skill until the long snapper gets hurt in the <laughs> game and nobody else can do it. Because yep. those games are always hilarious when that happens. I mean, I think it happened to the Raiders most notably where they muff like three or four. It's just hard to do. Do you know like, who the backup long snapper is for the Chiefs? That's no Travis idea. Kelsey. Is it? Re- <laughs> I don't know if it still is, but when I was at the Chiefs, like once every year at training camp and a couple times at practice throughout the year, he'd go out there and do it a few times. And I thought he was just messing around once. I'm like, no, he's like the emergency guy if somebody gets hurt. Now, I don't know if that's still the case. Um, but even back then, I mean, that was still in the young prime. I mean, we all knew how good he was back then. Right. Uh, But yeah, if something happens to old James during the game, I think Travis Kelsey's the next guy. Stay healthy, James. Um, (laughs) but I actually, so, so my, my good buddy Clint, um, was a, was, was a kicker, a punter. Um, and I didn't really know a lot of stuff about how detailed all of this stuff is. And he was describing to me how, so with punting, for example, the way that they're trying to get the proper angle on the ball to where it kind of sails up like a throw, right? Yep. So that's going to turn trap. over. Yep. 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 And so the, you, 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 you want to, I was a punter over. in high school, Seth. That's pretty good. I'm yeah. It, it, well, it, 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 I'm somehow not stunned by that. Um, so for like a guy school. like me, I have no idea about any of this. Cause that's not in the 10 years. Well, man, a couple years longer that I've been doing this. No one's ever been like, you know, Seth, I'd really like you to research punting. That's just not <laughs> happened to me. And so it's something I've never really learned much about. But yeah, you, you need it to turn. And that's why some punts just die because yep. they don't turn all the way and then they just drop. And that's why other ones go like 20 yards farther than you think they would. Yep. So the whole point of that, when I was talking to Clint, he's like, yeah, and you've got to hit it at the exact right spot or it won't turn. And yep. it's similar with kicking. This is something hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of time. It's that ball has to be exactly where you put it. And if there's anything even an inch off, it messes with things because you're talking, you know, 30, 40, 50 yards. And it, it's I can the see same. It. Yeah. 
It's the same thing with like a baseball. Like you throw a curveball, you throw a slider. It's because of the way that the wind is hitting the seams. Well, if the seams aren't pointed straight and they're pointed at a 45 degree angle and you kick that ball, those seams cutting through the wind is going to make that ball turn and veer off a different direction, almost like you're throwing a slider. And so when you see him kick it and it starts going to the left, it's because the laces weren't straight and it's turning over. The laces aren't being pushed left or right because of the wind. Cause it's straight over the top. Right. If those laces are off to the side and the way that wind catches that it's going to push the ball to his side. So there's a hundred percent truth behind it. Yeah. Um, my issue, and I'm not, I don't have an issue with what Tommy Townsend said because then everybody was attacking Tommy Townsend. Mm-hmm. But for there to be some sort of like, it's a problem for a former player to tell the truth and educate fans about something that's happening right. without being disrespectful of it. He says he's a phenomenal punter. It's yeah. just, this isn't good. Like these were problems. Mm-hmm. We need to be educated about that stuff. So we're not attacking Butker unfairly. It's about getting it right, or at least putting out quality information, which is all Colquitt was trying to do. Yep. And Tommy Townsend needs to know that too. Like fans, he didn't have a problem when we were attacking Butker, even though he was making mistakes, it wasn't his job to jump in. He'd be like, Hey, I need to be better. Right. But at the same time, I'll give Harrison Butker a lot of credit because if this stuff is true and has been going on for a while and he's being asked every word, he never said a word about Tommy Townsend. And so I get them all staying tight together and you know, it matters what happens in the locker room. I don't think anyone did anything wrong, but this idea that if one guy, former player that knows players in that locker room is critical of someone else, that it's this big drama, this big, make it this big thing. It's like, no, they should have the right to say what's going on. And we don't treat it as like this, juicy kind of deal so granted we're doing it right now but it's a chance for me to say that that's why i wanted to bring it up uh, and get your thoughts on it because i I know dustin went on 810 today Uh, i didn't listen to the interview but like heard he went on 810 to talk about it and i don't think uh, if if he was disrespectful it'd be all over twitter right now you know oh yeah talking about it so well i don't know his deal people are pretty distracted on chief's twitter right now so maybe they'd notice it's hard to say i got Uh, some more information on that but we are not in the uh Nope. I guess you are. You're a lawyer, uh, but that's not the kind of uh, things that we talk about. You know, Robin Briscoe, Banks and Briscoe kind of and I spent. We delayed times ours for like an hour last <laughs> night as we convinced ourselves we can't talk about that. We can't talk about that. We can't talk about that. So anyway, never, never, I never um, met the guy. For anybody listening, I don't know yeah, the guy. I never met him. No, yep. Uh, uh, and hey, everyone's innocent but, until proven guilty. I wouldn't. Well, you know what? Nope. I was about to say one thing too many there. So. With regards to Cole Quits, it is tough. They're like, but if you if you travel around to every game and you wear like a wolf costume, I'm sorry, like that's cool. Like you're a diehard fan, but you know, it, it means I don't know. The, I don't know. The, there, there's a there's a there's an expression in Japanese culture that that I'm going to paraphrase because you know in American culture the squeaky wheel gets the oil, so it's a good thing to mm-hmm. stand out. Well, in Japanese culture in particular, that's not something that says good and it's it's i'm paraphrasing here but it's the uh the nail that 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 stands out gets hammered down do you, you want to know how I, I i'm sorry to cut you off you know why i knew that fast and the furious to, uh tokyo drift no way is that, that line is used in it because as soon as you said that, i was like yep yeah, i i didn't know it was some famous chinese proverb but i or japanese proverb i didn't know that uh they said it because he was standing out and he was pissing off everybody at a school I did Very not know movie, that. I, I watched I, I'll be honest. I never watched Tokyo Drift. Um, okay. I'm I, I'm probably one of a few that didn't see that one of all the. No, I think there were a lot of people that didn't watch that movie. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good point. <laughs> but you know, if you're going to put yourself out there, 
I expect like if people found out tomorrow, some people were tweeting the wildest things to me. They're like, oh, man, next we're going to find out Seth's leading a cult in Canada, you know, just something, whatever. <laughs> and if people were to find that out because I have made myself a little more public, it would be a bigger deal. And that's how that goes. So I guess we'll see what happens there. But that was one of the wildest and funniest days on Twitter that I've ever seen. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Um, but to, to Colquitt and, and Townsend, honestly, this might sound whatever, maybe a little overly picky on my part. It kind of bothered me that Townsend said something addressing it at all. Because implicit yeah. in his almost, not denial, he's not denying it, but he sort of is like, oh, well, they don't know what they're talking about. They're not in the building. Well, implicit in that is, OK, if you're saying that person doesn't know what they're talking about, what you're saying is it's all Bucker's fault. And it's like, I mean, you he could have at any point, And I'm sure you know how the Chiefs are with information. You know, you may or may not know. Anything. I know. I know some people are having some meetings. Yeah. Most likely. I'm not I'm I'm guessing based on uh history of working there that uh, there are gonna be sure. some conversations being had. I'm sure Colquitt got a call from someone like, come on, man, you know, but but he doesn't, you know, you don't owe anyone anything. You're he wasn't disrespectful and he wasn't wrong. No, no he's he's completely right. And I'm sure it's a little bit of both. I'm sure it's not all on Townsend, but that honestly, that one part, and from everything I've heard about Townsend, Townsend, he's a great teammate, all that stuff, but that bothered me just a little because yeah. all this time everyone's killing your kicker. And then the one time it even gets sort of indicated that it might be on you. Well, pretty strongly indicated at some you. level, like not all of it. It's just, there's, you know what? We'll give you 20% of the, like whatever number yeah. you want to throw out there. We'll give you a little bit. And he's like, you guys don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's like, okay. You know yeah. what he could have, cause he could have, he could have done a bunch of different things there. I would have 
he should have just ignored it, honestly, yeah. if you weren't going to say anything in the first place. Or he could have even come out and said, hey, we're a team. We're a unit. We do all these things together. I share responsibility in everything we do. And, yes. you know, okay. you know who says you know who says things like that? Every other veteran on the Chiefs when they're asked about anything. That is, and that's why, and that's why their quotes are always so boring because it just gets <laughs> drilled into them over and over and over again. These are the things, and this is why you can see why too. I, I know fans get so bothered with how football players answer questions. Well, this is why because when they don't give this stock, boring Mahomesian answer, like yep. no one's learned anything from Mahomes other than you know, of course, the Kelsey brothers dragged a little something out of them in an interview in like three years. And there's a reason because it becomes this huge thing. And that's why you, you get guys like Gio Bernard just be like, no, I'm, I know it was all on me. Yep. That was it. Yep. Why do you think I started series like up the hill where I just asked him like, if they'd rather fight like a duck sized rhino or four rhino sized ducks or whatever, yeah. it's like, they're not going to say anything interesting. So, you know what? I'm going to ask you the dumbest questions I possibly yeah. can. Cause nobody right. then knows what you're going to say. Right. Like that was the biggest thing for me is like, if I ask a question like six years in and, but like that last year, I knew if I asked the question, I could almost give you verbatim. I used to do this with Matt McMullen. I'd be like, I'm going to ask this. And this is exactly what he's going to say. I like write it down and show him. And then I'd be with like off by like three words. Yeah. Like told you, like I knew and what that, he was going to say. And that's how it goes. Like in this, it's not a direction people probably expect us to go today, but I v- vividly remember I, I've only been in the locker room like three or four times, give or take, if that. Mm. And people ask me why I don't do it anymore because there's no value for me. What am I going to ask Andy Reid at a postgame pressure? Hey, um, I saw that you ran a leak concept in the second quarter. Is that something you want to – he'd be like, well, you know. I mean, he'd be – I would get a call about a question like that. Like, did you seriously just ask him about scheme? So no. I can't – what am I supposed to ask about? Nothing. And I remember vividly – He would with, respect it, though. He would like I, that you actually study and you pay attention. I think he would. He likes people that work. But he'd never answer it. <laughs> no, no, he wouldn't answer it at all. He's yeah. like, ah, we just we like the look and we got a lot of good plays and uh yeah, we just do the best that we can. Yeah, we we got a lot of good plays and you know, that's one of them. And uh, you know, Eric Eric dialed that one up. It was a good one. And so if it worked, that, it was the enemy. If it didn't, oh, it was yeah, coach. Yeah. But the thing that I noticed, and this actually was something that I've seen repeatedly is I, I would sit there and I'd be having a conversation with a player and it was, you know, we'd just be joking about something, whatever. Um, yes, and the son. minute I asked anything resembling a real question or it's like, ah, well, I got to do the thing, you know, whatever. Everything about the conversation changes, the tone, the body language, the, it just all, and it just becomes platitude after platitude. And I just decided like, you know what? They have to do that, but that doesn't add anything to what I'm doing. And I'm not no. good enough at like eliciting the information. Like other people are like, I can't do that. You know, I can't, I can't get that second level deep. I'm just like, it'd be uncomfortable for me to ask follow-ups. So I just would take the platitude, like, thanks man, run with it. And just, and so it, it's interesting how they're conditioned to do that though. Yes. Uh, I'm very aware of a lot of these things that we're talking about. And I, I respect everybody that's got jobs to do that are there that have yeah. to, to play the game and do it. Uh, I used to think like, why don't the players just say what they think? Like I was just that naive, like, why don't they just be honest? And after like a year or two there, I was like, they can't be honest. Like They can't tell you what they think on every single thing because of the way that people would react to it. Now, I don't think that means they mislead people necessarily, but they just don't tell you a whole lot about yeah. things and they just keep things uh, kind of boring. In that yep. kind of in that kind of way, but uh, but yeah, my favorite scheme related things 
uh, it was when the late great our friend Therese Paler used to try to get X's and O's answers out of coach yeah. and he would try so hard on like three or four follow-ups to try to get to something and coach would just be like smirking and it just Therese would be trying so hard to get information out of him it's just like it ain't gonna happen he's no. not gonna say anything publicly um and it always end with some sort of jab like i know what you're trying to do and we're not going there yeah yeah um, every time i know what you're doing his, it's like come on give him his, one but that, right. that really is how it is and i think like the longer you you even work in our industry you can see why it's like that because yeah. there's been times where i've tweeted something or said something and i'm like you know they, i mean compared to the attention that's on them i'm somewhere like how do I get almost off screen? There we go. And even I've, I've had blowback on just random things that I didn't think was a big deal at all. And so there are times yeah. where I'm just like, like some of the shenanigans that were happening on chief's Twitter yesterday, I didn't retweet a few things. Now I did retweet a few things that immediately after I was like, mm, I don't know. I was like six hours late to the party. So I had no <laughs> idea. Like I was so busy yesterday and one thing to another that when I got on and I was like, what is happening? Like, yeah. what is all this stuff? And everyone's like, Oh buddy, you missed it. And I'm like, what yeah. are you talking about? And I had like 15 DMS, like here's all the information. I'm like, Oh my yeah. God. Yeah, people were kind enough to walk me through it. But you can see why they, they don't really want to get it all out there because the minute yeah. – and it's it's interesting. I wonder if it's almost a uh, a cyclical thing. Like let's say the the that NFL teams, maybe if they were more open more often, it wouldn't be such mm -hmm. a big deal the rare times they are. But at this point, you're kind of stuck in this cycle, and I don't know how yeah. you possibly break it. And because schematic stuff – and personnel stuff and matchup stuff is so devastatingly important in football yeah. that that's just their their automatic is just no nothing no information ever which yeah, it's, I get. it's a tough balance because you don't i don't want to focus on like the like what you just said i don't want to focus on the off the field like the personal the family stuff that sometimes they get asked about burn pressers it's like that's not right. what we're here to do like these guys like let them have lives outside of it they talk about it they bring it up freely fine just because they put it on social media doesn't mean they want to talk about it uh to somebody else's context of their question yeah, uh in a press worry. conference right so between that and not giving away like you know trade secrets like government yeah. secrets on like the football stuff it's like okay what kind of content do you want me to post and so when i was at the chiefs it was like i want to tell stories yeah. you know what that's safe like let me talk to all the coaches let me talk to every all the influences in their life their high school football coach they're i mean with like coach reed long form i did i talked to like 18 people in his life i talked to his middle school basketball coach and i talked to all these former players and all these owners of all these places and it was awesome and i was like this is my niche like i can create value for chiefs.com with the content that i'm putting out because it's access that i get the guys trust me i have good relationships with them it's not sensitive to anything that's going on and it's right. rewarding and praising the guys who don't get the credit to put these guys that we all put up on a pedestal that coach reed doesn't see it like that he's like you know how many people help me get to here it's not about me it's about everybody who helped me get to this point and that's very genuine and real and i know that because when i want to do the story about it he basically was like call anyone you want in my life yeah like, okay and that's so it those are the cool stories that's what one of my favorite you you did a ton that i really loved i also mm -hmm. remember one that because yeah you know, i always since nate's not here i've got to invoke his name i know <laughs> when nate wrote on um alan right I know mm -hmm. that that was one. I mean, the Chiefs, who are normally fairly closed with information, were like, yes, ask everyone <laughs> about Allen because he deserves to be in the spotlight. Well, and everybody loves Allen. And every former player, like, Allen's the guy. Yes. And so he still takes care of him to this day. He's the guy that they all contact about wanting a hoodie for this or a jersey for that. Like, Allen takes care of those dudes, and it's the reason that he's, like, most beloved person in that building, <laughs> uh, like, current and former people.
and he's a good dude. So that's hard to be over the course of that many years and different regimes and stuff. No, it, yeah. it's a cool thing. He's been there like 50 years. Like 40. <laughs> Sorry, a- Alan. Maybe like 40 years. I don't know how long. It's been yeah. a long time. <laughs> he's been there a long time. Yeah. It's 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 been a minute. See, look, we already this is this is how you do it when you have a weird game. You just talk about other stuff. Now, well, you- let's get a little bit of football stuff so people aren't really upset. Can you give us a, a synopsis and tease the, the Mahomes piece that you wrote? Uh, yeah, that you were yeah. promoted earlier today. Yeah, 100%. What was that about? I'll try to pick a poll in it, but yep. you know, I uh, I wrote the nine best arguments for why Patrick Mahomes is the NFL MVP twenty twenty two. I could have done 11, 15, but Substack has a finite amount. Of you didn't space. want to title it "Arguing with Idiots." <laughs> I, I, I uh, hold here, hold on. I is there a ninja? Recall, is there a ninja reference in there somewhere? I, I do not recall what you are referencing. I would never call people idiots. I've become a lot more milk toast over the years. I think because I'm in my thirties now. Like I'm just like a lot more relaxed. I'm, That's my favorite. Sorry, let me cut you no, off. No, I just like, man, what, what what a thing to say to people. Oh gosh. That was my favorite, maybe my favorite response I've ever had on Twitter was when you're like, I've never like wrote down or we were like, I don't talk down to people. I'm like, Seth, you had a series called Arguing with Idiots. <laughs> you told everybody why their narratives were wrong. I, the the <laughs> dot, dot, dot anymore was implied. <laughs> was, I'm just giving was, you a hard time. Dang it. I forgot about that. I think all I said to you was, dang it, BJ. Like, you know, people aren't supposed to remember. They got like two likes and nobody understood the reference, but I yeah, thought I it was know, hilarious. The more time that goes by, I mean, it's just like, you know, people are like, oh, you, you, you used to write for Arrowhead Pride too? It's like, yes, but whatever. So the, the arguments basically for Mahomes, and I could go through them. I mean, you can check them all out on mncheesefansubstack.com. But yep. the biggest thing is I'm going to say twofold. I give a bunch of different arguments regarding his statistical superiority to every other quarterback. It's not mm-hmm. even close. Um, yep. Whether you're using counting stats uh, you know, the traditional ones. Um, but even more so if you use like expected points added per play or ESPN's QBR, those things, it's just not even close. It's actually laughable. One of my, one of my favorite, you, you've got expected points added as a passer and as a runner with ESPN's analytics. He, he is by far number one as a passer in the NFL. He's also fourth as a quarterback runner in the NFL. And that's what people don't understand about Mahomes. He's also one of the very best scramblers in the league. Yeah. He, he's added more expected points as a runner than Russ Wilson has as a passer, which I think is incredible. That's but, great. That's so a that, good one. So those, the, that would just be, if I were to sum it up, it'd be the statistical superiority. The fact that yeah. he does it really well on third down. And there's something that's different this year though, is every other year you'd say, well, of course he's better. Of course, statistically he's better. He's got all this help. This year, this is not a how much help does Mahomes need kind of year. And that's not a shot at the Chiefs offense. They're, they're, they're a solid supporting cast, but they're not as good as they were. No. Um, Orlando Brown and Andrew Wiley have both taken a step back this year in pass protection. They're tied for the league lead in pressures given up. Some mm. of that is because they pass the ball more, but also both of them have had tough years. Mm. So the pass protection's taken a step back. You lose Tyreek Hill. All you got to do is look at Miami to see how important he is as a player. You've got all these new receivers, and when you compare him to the weapons that Burrow or Tua or Allen or Hertz are throwing to, or the offense they're with, like with Hertz, he's got the best offensive line in the NFL by a wide margin. Yeah. And he's throwing to he's throwing to AJ Brown and Devonta Smith. I mean, it yeah. just this year, at the very least, you would say Mahomes is in an equivalent position, right? And yet, statistically, he's here. 
Yeah. And that to me is, is that's a summary of the best argument. You can really go take it out point by point. It'll be very useful for you the next time you're arguing with a, uh, an Eagles fan or something like that. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City. KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Entertain, educate, inform. KC Sports Network. I thought you were going to say an idiot. No, um, no. <laughs> no, and the only, and it's not a pushback because I, I, I skimmed through it very quickly. I read certain stats that were in there. The one takeaway that I have from the MVP race that I don't know if the people who vote for this will be able to get past is the game this Saturday between the Eagles and the Cowboys. Yeah. If Jalen Hurts goes out and dominates the Cowboys in front of the everybody i think that game is going to get stuck into the minds of people that won't be able to overcome patrick mahomes even if he goes out there and plays well against a bad broncos team or excuse me a seahawks team then the broncos then the raiders whenever they cast their vote their minds may have already been made up the second that jalen hurts with the team with the best record in the nfl goes out and beats a cowboys team that i guess before the jags loss uh was going to be was thought of to have a very good team with the defensive player of the year um micah parsons Yep. being on that team. So like that, that's the one thing that all the points that you just made, I agree right. with, and I agree with all the points, the way that you explained it. It's just, I don't think he'll be able to overcome if Jalen Hurts goes out and just puts on an absolute dominant performance against the Cowboys. Well, and, and you make a really good point. That's the way the voters think. The one thing that could be the reverse of that is if he ends up sitting the game with that whole shoulder injury thing. That's true. Yeah, no, it's a good point. And if so, this would be an interesting thing. Him, if he doesn't play, how Gardner Minshew does could have a disproportionate impact. Because let's say Minshew comes in and plays well, not even at elite level, but let's say he plays pretty well, and Minshew can play. That would be people's argument. Oh, well, look at this. You know, I mean, is it's not Jalen? It's the team. It's the team. Now let's who was it? Somebody said that. There There was like a player that said that. There, yeah, there was. I remember that. But let's say Minshew goes in and gets and plays very poorly, then that takes away from the surrounding supporting cast argument. So I'm curious to see what happens. I do agree, though, that game will have an outsized impact because of the way voting does work. Yeah, I forgot. You're right. Jalen Hurts is dealing with that injury. Forgot about that. All right, before we let you go, uh, I know taking up a lot of time, confidence meter in the team right now. How confident are you they're going to be able to achieve what they want to achieve? You know, what they want to achieve is winning the Super Bowl, and that's really, really, really hard. Um, I would say I'm at like a five that they can achieve that, which might sound pessimistic for me because I'm normally an optimistic guy. But for most teams, that confidence is at a, a zero to a no. three. 
they are one of, I think, four-ish Super Bowl favorite types, maybe more like three-ish. But there's another half dozen teams this year, especially, that can win the Super Bowl. And so the, the Chiefs are right in the thick of it. It's just a lot gonna, is going to depend on their defense down the stretch. Can it provide average support? Can George Karloff to start winning one-on-ones, that kind of stuff. So I'm out of five. It could be pushed to a six with some good defensive performances down the stretch. Yeah, for me, it's turnovers. They don't turn the ball over. They're going to be – I think the – I think I said this after the the win over the Texans that I was getting caught up in the entitlement of being upset that it's not easier for them to achieve something that's very difficult to do. Right. And so we thought they were going to be better. Just the fact that they're not as dominant as we thought doesn't mean they're still, to your point, not one of the six teams that in the NFL they're going to win the Super Bowl. You probably right. pick six teams. And it's not that other teams couldn't be good on any one given day. It's that there's only six teams that could be good enough three weeks in a row to beat other really good football teams. Yeah, so. and that's what makes it so hard to do. All right. We appreciate Seth Kaiser, Chief in the North, for joining us on this episode of KCSN Update. Again, please hit that like and subscribe on YouTube. Help us out. And then if you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, search KCSN. You can find all of our other stuff covering KUK State, Mizzou, soccer, Royals. We got something for everybody here at KCSN. We appreciate it. Have a great rest of your day. We'll have plenty more content getting ready for Chiefs and Seahawks coming up on Saturday. And uh, yeah, enjoy the week. If you're not working, enjoy the the week with the fam. Spend some quality time. Seth, I'll let you take it home. Uh, You know what? Everyone and anyone should listen to everything that BJ just said. Follow, like, subscribe. I don't know. uh, Fall on your face in worship. Whatever you got to do to support KCSN. They're doing great, great work. And if you have time after that, go subscribe to my newsletter. But either way, it's an awesome week to be a Chiefs fan. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.